Howdy, and welcome to What the Paranormal with your host, Miss High, aka me. So, today's creepypasta is called Never Use a Re- Voice Recorder While You Sleep by Christopher Maxim. a chronic sleep talker always have been everyone who slept in the same house with me will tell you that my parents siblings friends and especially my exes they're the ones who got an earful it was something we'd laugh in the morning because most of what i would be what i would say would be incoherent or some of my famous lines included there's too many helicopters in the pool And my balloons are on the wrong foot. It never bothered anyone around me. My friends and family pretty much just got a kick out of it. One day at work, the subject of sleeping came up. My coworkers threw back, threw stories back and forth about some of the weirdest dreams. I chimed in with the sleep talking antics. Everyone laughed as I rattled off some of the crazier shit I've said while zonked. One of my coworkers, Bill, really busted a gut. After he finished hyperventilating, he told me that I should set up a voice recorder while I sleep so I can play it back at work every morning. Honestly, I didn't think of it. And it wasn't a bad idea. That night, I downloaded a decent voice recording app on my phone and placed it on the nightstand before I went to bed. Being single and living alone, I had no way of knowing what I said in my sleep anymore. So I was looking forward to hearing what it would pick up. It would be a humorous way to start my otherwise dull mornings. For two months, I recorded a lot of great stuff. One night in particular, I kept screaming almost as if I was running from something in my dream but after a few minutes I said bad fridge I couldn't stop stop laughing at that one neither could my co-workers when I showed it to them eventually the app picked up something unsettling listening to the audio for any trace of funny banner I might find I heard a lot of bang It sounded like a door being slammed shut with great force. Hearing that, my heart sank. I wondered if an intruder had made their way into my home. My house was a small cottage on the outskirts of town. I was able to get a great deal due to its um, location and age. And such, some of the components are old. I knew after hearing the recording that the only two doors sturdy enough to make that loud thud were the attic and the basement. Basements and attics have always freaked me out. Never liked to go near them as a kid. And I still don't as an adult. It kind of terrified me. The ones in my house even more so. Something about them being old made them more sinister. Despite my fear, I had to make sure no one was in the house. I got up, 
out of bed, headed straight for the basement as the door was closest to my bedroom. I hesitantly opened the door and descended into my home depths. I was nervous, but I was desperate for peace of mind. Basement, empty. I quickly ran up to the first floor and proceeded the journey up the stairs. Once I reached the attic door, I froze. As much as the basements make my skin crawl, I find attics to be far worse. Maybe it was because they were always a big unknown to me. I had only ever been in the attic once my whole life, and that was to help my dad unload some Christmas decorations. Even then, I was spooked. Because of my phobia, I installed a deadbolt on the door when I moved in. It sounds foolish, but hey, it helps me sleep at night. Looking at the door, I noticed that the deadbolt was still locked. An intruder could have gone in and then relocked it on their way out, but at least I knew they weren't in there anymore. This was my excuse not to go inside. I went back downstairs and put the noise out of my mind. Forgetting all about the loud, loud bang, I continued to record that night in hopes of catching more sleep talking. I did, but it wasn't of the hilarious, absurd variety. The night after I recorded the noise, the only thing I said the whole night was, Where are you? I didn't pay it any mind, as I've said some more things in my sleep before. It wasn't until I heard the following night's recording, and I became alarmed. I said the same thing, Where are you? Only this time it was followed by a strange static sound. This was odd, but I chalked it up to coincidence and phone malfunction. I quickly dis discovered that neither of these two were to blame. Every night after, I got almost the same exact thing. I was asked, where are you? And then I'd get some sort of static interference. I couldn't explain it, and it left me rather frazzled. I showed my coworkers, but they weren't able to offer me any insight. I thought about not recording anymore, but not knowing would make me more uneasy. I wanted to get to the bottom of what was going on. And then, one night, I caught something different. Listening to the audio intently, I heard two distinct things. During a two-minute stretch in the recording, there were footsteps in the background almost as if someone was pacing. It was very faint, but it was most certainly there. The second thing I heard was me asking the same question, where are you? Only this time I received a response. It was a low whisper, but I could make it out what it said. I'm upstairs. Deeply unnerved, to my findings, I set up the app next night. I also took the liberty of setting up two digital cameras. One in my room and one facing the attic door. After adjusting the lights and settings on each, I felt confident in my approach. I didn't have time to deal with the bullshit, so I wanted nothing more than to get this sorted out somehow. Unfortunately for me, it just wasn't that simple. I slept through most of the night like normal, 
but I did have a weird dream. In my dream, I was at home. I was sitting on the couch watching TV when I heard a scratching sound coming from the upstairs. Naturally, I assumed it was mice. But as I sat there, the noise grew louder and louder. It eventually morphed into a horrendous knocking sound. That's when I got up and investigate. I made my way to the attic door. And the noises ceased. I stood there for a moment, expecting it to start up again, but it didn't. Complete silence for what felt like minutes. Then, without warning, a loud clicking sound broke the tension. The deadbolt had unlocked itself, and that's when I woke up to the sound of my alarm going off. I immediately got up, gathered the cameras, as well as my phone. I was eager to see if they captured anything. They did, but it only left me with more questions. Halfway through the audio of both my phone and the camera in the room, I heard once again, where are you? There was no response and no static, but there was a loud bang, just like the one I caught before, only more distinct. It was more certainly a door being slammed shut. I quickly grabbed the second camera and began looking through footage. The attic door never opened. Instead, I heard the bang in the background, ever so faintly. Given the volume in each of the clips, it seemed as though it might have been the basement door. After skimming through the rest of the footage and finding nothing else out of the ordinary, I decided to check the basement again. With a mixture of nerves and adrenaline, I ran over to the basement door and swung it open. I hurried downstairs, turned the light on. I was fed up and a little annoyed, thinking someone was somehow having a laugh at my expense. However, when the room lit up, it was greeted with the familiar sight of an unfurnished basement. It was completely empty. No intruder, no answers. Frustrated, I went off to work and tried to keep my mind off the old dilemma. That proved to be a difficult task. I kept playing out different scenarios in my head during the workday. But nothing made sense. The only logical, though somewhat illogical, explanation that I can come up with was that I was being harassed by a spirit. I didn't want to give that notion, but I was running out of ideas. I tried to talk with my coworkers again in the hopes that they would tell me it was nothing to worry about. Instead, I received the opposite. One of my coworkers told me to call the cops and have them look around the house for signs of a break-in. Another told me I should stay at a friend's house. Bill told me to abandon the house and run for the hills. He was only joking, but it didn't make me feel any better. To Things took a turn for the bizarre when I arrived home that day. Opening the front door to the cottage, I stepped in, set my jacket down on the couch and then it popped down in an attempt to unwind. Immediately sitting, I heard a bang again. It was clear as day. It was the same sound from the audio and the footage, but this time I was hearing it in person. I jumped up, looked straight at ahead at the basement door. You can see it from, from the couch. It had been in my line of sight the entire time. Though I hadn't been looking directly at it, 
I was fairly certain it hadn't moved. Still, the bang definitely came from the direction. Spooked but curious, I decided to check it out. I walked over cautiously and examined the door. There was no indication that it had been slammed shut. The wood around the door was pristine, and the floor below had no scrapes. It opened. I opened it and it tr- and trotted down the old creaky stairs to investigate the basement for a third time. After reaching the bottom, I turned on the light. I expected to see nothing, just as I had before. While scanning the room left to right, nothing is mostly what I saw. After doing a double take, however, I realized something was amiss. Off in the center of the far wall was a door. This door sent chills up my spine. My basement has no doors. It was I was sure of that. I knew this before purchasing the place almost a year ago when I first took the grand tour. I also didn't see a door when I went down there in the morning or the other day. It didn't make a lick of sense. I walked towards it bewildered. I wasn't sure of the door's origins, but I knew that I had to be the cause of the sounds I'd been hearing. There was no other explanation. As I approached the impossibility before me, I realized that something made my skin crawl. I recognized the wood, the design, and the deadbolt. It was the attic door. I didn't want to open it, the fear of what might be lurking on behind. Instead, I ran upstairs to check to see if the attic door was still there. The actual door. It was, indeed. I ran back downstairs into the basement, only to find that the door had vanished. Had I merely imagined its presence? Thinking I had gone completely mad, I went back upstairs, sat down on the couch. My mind was running haywire, trying to comprehend things, but eventually gave in to its own weariness. I ended up taking a short nap, and then that's when another dream. This dream was similar to the one I had before. I was sitting on the couch watching TV when I had scratching noises. The only difference was... It was coming from the basement rather than the attic. It too progressed and turned into knocking that I couldn't ignore. As such, I got up from the couch, went downstairs to put a stop to it. In my dream, the basement was empty. No mysterious door in sight. That and the knocking and scratching ceased upon my entrance. At my wit's end, I went back upstairs. The sound returned with vengeance. Only this time, it was coming from upstairs. I ran up there as fast as I could, but the noise stopped. I waited. Following the narrative of my previous dream, the deadbolt clicked, signaling that the door had unlocked itself. Unlike the previous dream, however, the door opened with a, opened up a bit and a hand reached out from within. That's when I woke up. I wrote the first dream off as a byproduct of an overstressed mind, but to have it re- reoccur... That wasn't ordinary, at least not for me. But the door in my basement and my strange nightmares, it was a mess. Both perplexed and frightened, I called my friend John. Now John is an eccentric fellow. He's the kind of guy who believes in UFOs, ghosts, conspiracy theories, the occult, and other things of that nature. 
Not only does he believe in them, but he studies them. He knows more about Roswell than I do about myself. Being a skeptic, I've always thought the massive amount of information he retained was borderline useless. I changed my mind about that after seeing my attic door pop up in my basement. If anyone could help or at least steer me in the right direction, it was him. I spoke with John for a couple hours. He was ecstatic after hearing about my experiences. He began rattling off all the different things that he thought it might be. Some of his theories included the wormhole, a gateway to the other side, and even a glitch. One of many theories that he subscribes to is that the world we live in is a simulation. He told me that he couldn't completely be completely certain about what it was without seeing it for himself. Unfortunately, he lives too far away to just stop by and visit. Instead of leaving me empty-handed, John gave me some advice on what to do next. After telling him about the voice I captured in the dreams I've been having, he started leaning towards the ghost idea. He thought I might be trying to communicate with me. Because of this, he told me I should set up a voice recorder in the basement and ask the spirit some questions. I could play it back and record and listen to the voice. John said that I should do it in the attic as well. Though weary of the methods, I told him I'll try it out. After all, I couldn't just sit around and expect the situation to resolve itself. I didn't like the idea of going up into the attic by myself, but I needed to do something. After getting off the phone, I immediately put his plan into action. The basement would be first. As I was still apprehensive about going upstairs, I set up the app and put the phone on the basement floor. I proceeded to ask questions, leaving enough space in between for someone or something to answer. I asked the normal things like its name, its age, what it wanted. After roughly five minutes of interrogation, I stopped the recording and played it back. I must have listened to my voice a million times, hoping for anything audible to present itself. To my dismay, I caught nothing of sort. It seemed as though the attic would indeed have to be my next venture. I reluctantly climbed the stairs to the attic door. I looked at it for a few moments, took a deep breath, unlocked the deadbolt. I opened the door and braced myself. There was nothing there, say... Save for the previous owner's belongings. When I first purchased the house, I had to do a little bit of renovation, so to speak. The owner before me had no cable, electricity, or proper plumbing. On top of that, they left all of their stuff behind. I had most of it removed, but left everything that was in the attic. I had no need for the space, and I didn't want to put any more money into emptying the house than I had to. Some of the interesting items that stood out to me were the old postcard from Paris, a strange-looking dog collar, a book on witchcraft, the fear set in while going through the contents of my new collection, the angled ceilings, antiques, large window overlooking the yard did give the place a dose of charm, but I still didn't like the attic. I quickly hit the record button on the app and set my phone down the floor. I asked the same questions before but didn't leave much space in between as I really wanted to get the hell out of there. Before stopping the recording, I had a thought. Perhaps the spirit would respond if I asked the same question I, that I did in my, dream, my, in my sleep.
I cleared my throat. <clears throat> Where are you? After asking the final question, I stopped recording and played it back. It sounded almost identical to the one I recorded in the basement, complete with the lack of answers. That is, until the very end. After I asked the last question, I heard a familiar low whisper. Behind you. After hearing this, I immediately turned around. There was nothing there. Despite this, I hightailed it downstairs. The eerie voice reinforced my, reinforced my phobia of addicts and instilled in me indescribable dread. I could no longer bear to be in that house by myself. I called John again and begged him to help me out. I told him I'd even give him gas money for the eight hour round trip. He was reluctant at first, knowing that he had to spend the night, call out from work the next morning. Curiosity got to the best of him in the end. After much deliberation, he agreed to come over. I waited for John in my car. While sitting there, I couldn't help but to examine my house. I began to ask myself questions. Like, is it really haunted? Do ghosts really exist? And my favorite is that what my life has come to. Though these questions were speculative and rhetorical, I pretty much knew the answers. As I gazed towards the house in disappointment, I noticed something out of the corner of my eye. It was a silhouette standing at the attic window. Holy shit! What the fuck? What do I do? Those were the only retorts that crossed my mind after seeing the shadowy figure. After a few moments of staring, the figure stepped back from the window, completely out of sight. I sat and pondered about it for a few moments after its departure. In a moment of bravery, I chose to go back into the house and up to the attic. Crazy, I know, but it's my house. And I needed to show this thing that I wasn't interested in playing games, even if it scared shitless. Besides, John would have had my head if I didn't follow the damn thing. Feeling confident but still shaky, I ventured up into the attic. I swung the door open without hesitation, waltzed in like I owned the place. After all, I did. The attic was void of the ghostly figures, but it did harbor that faint smell of candle wax. Unsure of how to proceed, I started talking in a loud, firm tone. This isn't your house. I'm tired of your bullshit game spirit. I demand you to leave at once. I knew this wasn't going to work, but it was almost Catholic. I felt a hell of a lot better fighting back. I walked around the attic, satisfied with my rant, thinking that it actually conquered my fear. My smug demeanor wouldn't last more than a few moments. Soon after I spoke, a gust of wind blew through the attic, hit me like a bus, nearly knocking me over. I knew it was the ghosts doing. I, just, I tried to stun my ground, but it was pretty damn frightened. I watched as everything around me flew about, creating a tornado of mementos and keepsakes. I was about to retreat when I noticed something that hadn't budged an inch. It was a book on witchcraft that I've seen before. Upon noticing, the wind inexplicably stopped and everything fell to the floor. I walked over to the book, curious as to why it remained stationary. 
As I did, it opened up on its own. It was startling, but I somehow sensed no malice. I was coming around to the fact that this ghost might be really trying to communicate with me. The page in the book landed on was a spell. The whole thing was in Latin, but from what I could make out of it, it had to do something with growing plants. Confused, I reached out to the ghost for help. What do you want from me? After asking the question, that door slammed shut. I thought for a moment and gathered it that it wanted me to recite the spell in the attic. I was still confused, but somehow calm. It felt as though I was helping the spirit some way. Before I could read from the book, my phone went off. It was a text from John. So, 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 so sorry. Can't make it out there. My boss won't give me the day off tomorrow. And I'm not sure my car will make it there and back. It desperately needs new tires, and I won't be able to buy those until Friday. Give me a call back and see what I can do. Good luck. Fuck. Even though I wasn't freaking out anymore, it was nice knowing that someone was on their way to my house, just in case things went sour. It didn't like it. But I was on my own. I accepted this, turned my attention back to the book. It was time to deliver the spell. I cleared my throat and began reciting the text in the book. I took Latin in college, and although I didn't retain all the information, I knew enough to make a proper pronunciations. Even still, I stumbled over my words during certain parts. Because of this, I had to start a couple times. I wanted to get it right, especially if it was truly what the ghost wanted. After finishing the spell flawlessly, for the most part, the attic door opened. I walked out with the book in hand, wondering if everything was over. When I reached the bottom of the step, I turned around the corner, and it became clearly, apparently, it wasn't. The basement door was wide open. I was in uncharted territory, taking orders from a ghost, but I hoped I was following all right. Seeing the basement door ajar convinced me that I was probably needed to recite the spell down there as well. I still wasn't sure why, but it felt like this was the spirit's will. As such, I obliged. I walked down into the basement with the book and turned the light on. I quickly glanced around and revealed that there was I was alone and there was no door. I cleared my throat once again and began reciting the spell word for word. Honestly, I was a little excited. It felt like I was doing something productive about my ghost problem and that it might actually help me out to rest. This time, I got it right on the first try. Upon finishing the spell in the basement, the house began shaking. When I mean the house, the whole house, basement and all, I never experienced an earthquake before, but it seemed like the only logical explanation for what was happening. It wasn't until I looked around the room during the madness, but I realized it was the spell's doing. There, on the far wall, shaking with the rest of the house, was the attic door. I wondered if the spell somehow summoned it, simultaneously causing the house to wobble. The tremor eventually stopped, and I was left with the door lending credence to my theory. I waited for a few minutes, thinking the door would open, but it didn't. 
it seemed that I would have to do it myself. I wasn't too happy about it, but I did come too far to back out now. I gathered my wits and walked over to the door. I proceeded to swing it open without fear, just as I had upstairs. Behind the door was a surprise. It was the attic. The attic upstairs. Everything was the same, only there was a man standing at the window. Hearing me open the door, he turned around. His eyes widened when he saw me. He ran so fast in my direction that I didn't even have time to take him more than a single step back. He rushed through the doorway into the basement. He turned back and slammed the attic door shut, making sure the, to lock the deadbolt. He turned to me, grabbed my shoulders, and looked me dead in the eye. I was baffled and scared for my life. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. After expressing his thanks, the man let go of me and ran upstairs, but not before turning around and offering some advice. Whatever you do, don't go in there. He gestured toward the attic door before bolting upstairs. I ran after him, wanting to ask some questions, but when I got upstairs, he was, it was already too late. My front door was open and I could see him running down the dirt road towards town. And that was that. I've slept every night since with no noises or paranormal issues whatsoever. I even set up cameras and voice recorders a few times to make sure they didn't catch a damn thing. I don't know what the hell happened, but I'm sure of one thing. The man that came out from behind the attic door was no ghost. It was a living, breathing person. Now, how many of you would actually set up a voice recorder at night? I mean, are you curious to hear what goes on at night while you're asleep? I mean, some people say you don't, that they don't snore, but in reality they snore. I grind my teeth when I'm asleep and it's loud and it could wake up the whole house. But I'm curious, what do you guys think about this story? It's very interesting. So, don't forget to leave it below. Tell me what you think. Um, that way we can... Get your opinions. If you have any ideas, any questions, comments, concerns, don't forget to leave them at paranormalbuzzfeed.com. I'm sorry, paranormalbuzzfeed at gmail.com. Send all your comments there, questions, concerns. Come join us on Instagram, at uh, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook. Always send in a voice message. Don't forget you can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, and Radio Public. And anywhere else you can hear podcasts at. So, you all have a good night. Stay safe. Remember social distancing. Six feet away from the next person standing next to you. My case, six feet isn't 
far enough because I think I need about 20 feet from the nearest idiot. But hey, six feet is better than nothing. Y'all stay safe, take care, and good night. Don't forget to keep it ghosting. If you're new to the podcast community and you want to start a new podcast and you're looking for a platform that is user-friendly, that has everything you need at your fingertips, that won't set any limits, that you can earn money, then I would recommend Anchor. Now, Anchor can be used basically anywhere. You could be in your car, you can be laying on the sofa in bed where you can edit, um, record, and upload. Um, You can throw in um, soundtracks. You can, I mean, everything is there for you. Now, I use it because, like, it's user-friendly and um, it is free. And I find it really easy to navigate without it being very confusing now most platforms you know before you can even try it out you need to sign up and pick a plan I like anchor because I don't have to go through any of that so I recommend it now if you really want to get into it I recommend you going to your website anchor.fm and you know signing up or you can download anchor.fm from the google store itunes um and give it a try so don't forget to go to anchor.fm sign up and i'll see you all in podcast community